Welcome to Live Boldly with Sarah, a guide through trauma, personal healing, growth, and discovery leading to the ultimate life of joy, mental wellness, and less fear. As a single mother, certified coach in transitional change and adventure, I will share my personal traumas and help you with steps to be free of whatever internal or external chains are keeping you from enjoying this life. My guests and I go beyond the typical conversation as they share their inspirational journeys. And every other week, I bring you my solo episodes where I highlight issues or ahas that I know you are going through too. From relationships, aspirations that have seemed impossible, motherhood, friendships, work, transitions, inertia, depression, my wish is this forum can help you through all of this and more. My mission is to create a supportive community and connection that empowers each one of you to love yourself and believe you're right to live boldly. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Live Boldly with Sarah. Today we are coming to you from La Jolla, California. I just got off the Sierra High Route a couple days ago, and I am down in SoCal watching my son play water polo for USC. So there you go. I want to bring to you three of my most important pertinent learnings while we were waypointing and climbing the highest peaks in Southern California. Why do I go out there and do this, first of all? Like I get asked that a lot. I'm 50 years old, single mom of three boys. What draws me to the mountains? The mountains have healed me. It is a place where I have found a greater understanding of who I am. It's where I've built my resilience. I've had so many metaphorical life lessons out there. I've pulled back the layers and been able to really dive into my own personal leadership, who I am, my true north, my intuition. And so I keep doing it every year. I go there for at least seven days, as you all know, or if you don't know, now you know. And that is my place where I really... I really learned more a lot. I learned so much more about who I am, right? And who I want to become. So this trip, uh, we are right now section hiking the Sierra High Route. It's 190 something odd miles. I don't know. I All I know is that it's a long ass way. <laughs> this section was supposed to be 40 miles. We ended up climbing over 80 uh, by the time that we got done, um, you know, route finding and finding our way. But the thing is with this trail, well, there is no trail. That's the thing. It's a route. So it's different than the High Sierra Trail, the High Sierra Loop, the John Muir Trail, the PCT. It's much different than that because there is no trail. You're literally using a map, a compass, uh, waypoints in your phone to figure out what direction you're going to go and how to get there. The coolest thing about this is that in our team of three, we call ourselves the Ghost Squad. There's my niece, uh, who's 25, and then a dear friend that I met on the John Muir Trail, uh, Mark, uh, aka Produce, um, that's his trail name. And uh, the three of us are out there, right? And we, when we're standing on top of a peak, we look out and we have to go in a direction and we don't really know how we're going to get there. The thing that I have learned through this is that your direction is never somebody else's direction as well, right? Like you're always going to be taking different steps in places that there perhaps have never even been any, there's never been anybody that has stepped there before. And you are blazing your own trail and getting to that next spot, that next waypoint in a way that makes most sense for you. And so that's why we do this, right? It's this, it's this continual faith in self, trust, and understanding that you have what it takes to get to that next point, uh, to that next waypoint quote. So I'm going to give you three of the learnings that happened, three things that happened that freaked the shit out of me. I'm just going to state that right now while I was up there. The first one was we were going over the second. Now understand, kind of backing up here really quick. 
because it's 190 plus miles, we're doing this over the course of three years. So last year we did the midsection, we call that section two and three. This section, this year we did section one, which was uh, from uh, Kings Canyon and we got off at Bishop Pass. Next year we'll do probably end up doing section four and five together. That depends on a lot of different things, you know, like snow, we had a lot of snow out there this year. And we had to be extra careful because of that. And because the season is later this year, the mosquitoes were, oh my God, they were awful. They were like the worst mosquitoes. And I grew up in the Midwest. Okay. There were mosquitoes that were like how I had, I had welts on top of welts. I was scratching my ass all through the night because I was like, they just went right through my pants and it was torture. So then we had all those other little things that we also had to contend with along the way that we typically didn't have to in the past. So anyhow, so this time we did section one. Now, uh, my very first huge learning that I had was coming up on Frozen Lake Pass. Frozen Lake Pass is the second most dangerous pass on this route, which by the way, this Sierra High route is the most dangerous route in the United States. And so when we walked up upon this pass and I looked at it and I was like, oh, you guys, I don't know, I'm, I'm feeling something here that I haven't felt before, like nerves, right? Like usually there's a very big distinction between fear. Well, so actually your body will place fear and excitement very much in the same place for many of us. And so I always have to sit with, is this anxiety? Is this fear or is this excitement? Usually I can distill it out into excitement. This time though, I got to tell you, I was nervous as shit. I looked up that thing and I was like, how are we going to get up there? Because the first pitch was snow and I'm much more comfortable going up snow in microspikes and uh, using my poles than I am coming down. It's just how I am. I know myself that way. That's my comfort space. My limitations are uh, a little bit uh, closer to home when it comes down to when it comes to going down snow than it is going up. That said, we had to pitch our way up snow to get to the rocks to be able to start climbing. And there was a lot of loose talus and, you know, having gone through the season of snow and having the snow just melting, it's a little different than if like, if this was later in the season, right? And so we know that there's a lot of loose rock there that we also need to be very careful and aware of and conscientious of as we're climbing up this, this mountain. So anyhow, as I'm standing at the bottom of this and I literally looked at the group and I said, I'm scared. Like, I, I got to tell you, like, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid. Like this is, this is not something I'm accustomed to because typically I can flip that. I can shift that into, I get to do this. Where's the excitement in my body and really honing in on the excitement versus the fear. And uh, you know, the, the coolest thing about that moment with my team was how they supported me through that. And they said, look, here's the deal. We did the most dangerous pass last year, which we did. That was Snow Tongue Pass. Snow Tongue Pass is the most dangerous pass on this route. And we did it last year. I remember when I was hanging on the side of that pass last year and looking out into this valley, this intense valley below. And I was like, oh, my God, look at how far that we've come, not only on this particular route, but how far I have come in life. I never, never set out to climb mountains and mountaineer and do all this shit. Never. I never set out to have trauma in my life. I never set out to write a book like, or to speak or to do, be on a TED talk. That was never something that was in my, even, even my realm of existence until I started to explore an adventure in life. And so anyhow, so last year, I remember when I was standing, when I was literally hanging on the side of this mountain, I looked out and I'm like, damn, like, look at how far that we've come. 
when my group, when I was telling my group, I'm afraid they were like, go back to that. Like we've already done the most difficult pass on this route. And so this is the second most difficult. And yes, it's going to feel different than the first. And yes, you're going to come upon different things that we've got to work through versus last year's. That said, use the knowledge and the wisdom and the and this is also me telling myself this at this moment as well, right? Use what you learned from doing the most difficult, right? Which is what I talk about. Do the difficult from doing the most difficult to now stepping into this space of you've already done it once, Sarah, you can do it again. And when I started to hone in on that, when I started to focus on what I've already done, the difficult that I've already succeeded and thrived from, I took a breath. It's a very big thing for me, right? You all know, take a really big breath, land in your body, not in your head. So ground yourself in your body and go off of that knowledge, that intuition, the learning that you've already had as you're stepping into this next space and doing the next difficult thing. And I got to tell you, it worked. So (laughs) clearly, because I'm here, Uh, you know, when I was climbing up that first pitch in the snow, I started to have the awareness, right? Notice the little things and and, uh, have gratitude for being able to do this. And then as we started to um, shift more towards the right of the mountain and and climb up these boulders and and everything, there was a moment where I was like, I don't think I'm going the right way. I'm always the last in the group, by the way. It's just, I mean, I'm not as fast as the other two. I'm 50, just stating it. Uh, And they're they're younger than me. And so... (laughs) you know, I go a little slower, not by much, but but enough, right? Where I can watch them and then learn from where are they at? And do I need to go in that same direction? Or do I need to pivot and go in a different direction? So I did, I pivoted into a different direction as we were climbing up that mountain. And I found some footprints in the sand, which was like, hallelujah, because as you're climbing up a peak and you see uh, remnants of somebody else that has been there, it makes you feel really, really good. And so I found that it was the first time ever. And then we ended up pitching up to the top, climbing to the top and uh, had this insane view of this gorgeous frozen like lake, like this blue that I had never witnessed before of this frozen lake that was right below us. And it was just, it was just inspiring. And so getting up there, it was like, wow, here we are more on that in my newsletter, because something else happened up there that I want to, that I want to um, also share. So if you're, if you're subscribed to my newsletter, you'll read it there. It's sarahsholtoncrans.com. We opened up a can and uh, that was up there. And there were all these little notes from people from all the way back to, I mean, they people have left notes up there, I believe back to the seventies. I have to look and see actually, but they are taking, um, Uh, all of the notes that are left in there and they're putting, they're logging them through the national park system to see who has actually crossed that pass because not many people do. And I can say now that I was one of them. So go subscribe to the newsletter and you'll get more on, on that there, right? Are you looking to bring a little more happiness into your life or want to learn how to step outside your comfort zone? Guess what? Our digital downloadable programs are only $39 just for a limited time. Go grab Unstuck and Free, How to Live Outside Your Comfort Zone, filmed in the mountains of Southern California, Mount Baldy to be exact, my favorite mountain, or go grab Seven Steps to Happiness. This is filmed on the High Sierra Loop in Yosemite National Park. Incredible, incredible visuals. These programs will take you to that next step and rise you into living your best life. Use the coupon code LIVEBOLDLY at checkout, L-I-V-E-B-O-L-D-L-Y. Go grab them, sarahsholtoncrans.com, underneath more and digital programs.
So that was the big thing. That was my big lesson. Number one, when you are afraid, remember that you've done the difficult before you can do it again. The second thing (laughs) was when I was walking up the side of the mountain and above me was, I was following uh, Mark and uh, watching him. And though I wasn't right below him, right below him, I was a few like uh, layers of rock below him. And a piece of talus came flying off and hit. And I remember watching it. I was standing there and I was like, oh, oh shit, here comes a piece of talus. Talus rock, right? It's a big piece of rock. And it landed above me, pretty far above me. And it broke into two. And one piece went to the left, one piece went to the right. And I was safe where I was. And I remember as I was watching that though, the the, the wild thing about it, and I go back to like what was what was the emotion that was going through me when this moment happened, this this singular moment, right? As I'm watching this. And there wasn't fear. There wasn't like, oh, I could die right now. It wasn't like anything like that. It was Sarah, just watch it and respond the best way that you know that your intuition is telling you to respond. And for me, I remember standing there and I was watching this come down and I was like, okay, do I like right away, immediately I looked for safety. Where is there someplace where I can crawl underneath a rock or where I can find a, find safety. And at the same time, there was this fierceness of protection that if you are spiritual at all, when you are out into the mountains, you you can ha- you have this at different times where you're just like I'm protected and I just know I'm protected and call it the universe call it angels call it my mom call it that's looking down on us call it whatever you want to call it right God uh, whatever uh, for me it was this moment of you're okay go and respond the way that you know that you're going to also be safe. Right. And so this piece of talus rock came flying down. It broke into two, one went to the left, one went to the right. And I was, I was fine right where I was. I was totally safe right where I was. And it was also this reminder, here's the big thing that I took from this. Don't always follow the leader, right? Watch what other people are doing. Don't always follow in their direct path. Because you know what direction that you are ultimately needing to go yourself. Trust your steps, trust your trust your waypoints, trust the way that you are going, trust your true north. And know that just because there's so many people in this world that are followers of leaders, and here's the deal, they don't always know themselves, by the way. Okay. And so (laughs) the best thing that we can do is to watch, bear witness, have awareness and go the path that we know is right for us. That is one of the biggest things that I have learned as I have waypointed through the mountains, because so often we, we ask the person ahead of us, well, how did you get there? Right. What's your step? It's okay to learn from them. And it's necessary to take our own. It is absolutely key and necessary to take our own. Respond, react along the way, the way that you need to, responding more than reacting because responding means we're taking a breath and a pause and go in the direction that works for you, okay? So that was huge for me as I was watching this and bearing witness to this. And then in safety, when it comes to rock climbing, just for all you people that rock climb, remember that. When rocks hit, they can split too, right? And we that's a big metaphor for life right there. And so be be very conscientious and aware of that as uh, as you are climbing as yourself. And then the third thing is this. I'm I already mentioned this. I'm usually the last person up the mountain. And it's hard. It's hard being slower than everybody else. 
uh, the view is different. The perspective changes. The pictures that I get to take of everyone else is quite beautiful. And they are taking pictures of me as I'm climbing and I'm taking them pictures of them as they are climbing ahead of me. It's okay to be last. It's okay to be last. It's okay to, you know, to stop and go at your own pace to breathe. It's okay to also speak that it's not always easy being last. Uh, we got up to this incredible pass and I was, I was in pain. I was tired. We were supposed to be doing three passes that day. This was the second pass. We ended up stopping right after the second, and this was the first pass, actually, my apologies. The, uh, there were two, there were three passes that we were going to do that day. We ended up doing two after the second, we stopped and camped at this incredible lake because we just knew we were like, if we get up to the third pass, we're going to be coming down in the dark and that's not safe at all. And so being able and to really uh, check your timing, right, is key when you are adventuring, making sure that you are uh, really paying a close attention to your own safety and the amount of light and that you do have as well. My point is, is that when I got up to that first pass, uh, I was tired and I was ornery. My mom used to say that to me all the time. She's like, when you're, I always know when you're when you're tired because you get short with people. And it's true. I really had to do a lot of awareness and self-check on that patience with myself because when I'm tired, uh, I do get very short with people. And I remember coming around this bend, we were at the top and I climbed up to the top and I'm like, yes, I made it right. The other two are already there. And I know that. And when I get up there, I usually yell out, Hey, and that's our like response back. I listen to them for their, Hey, and then I go off of where I can hear, right? Like usually they're about 10 to 15 minutes ahead of me. And I, I go off of where I, that sound is coming from. And uh, also the waypoints in my phone and being able to pay attention to get there in that way using those tools. And anyhow, so I, there were a lot of uh, false like rock summits ahead of me. And so I listened for them and then I figured out, oh, I have to go around this way, like to the left to go around this rock to be able to get there. And all of a sudden I looked and there was snow and you had to go through the snow to get to where the actual pass was. And I was like, okay, dude, seriously, you, you can be freaking kidding me because you know, one slip and on this particular snow and you're down the mountain and I'm like, oh shit. And I knew that they didn't use their microspikes. I could tell that, that they didn't use them. So I was like, okay, well, if they didn't use them, I'm pretty sure that I won't have to put them on either because that means taking your pack off and putting the microspikes on and doing all this stuff. And, uh, I was tired. Right. And so I put my first foot on, put my second foot on, had my poles very deep into the snow, making sure that I had stability and I was safe. And all of a sudden I was like, eh, maybe I should put my micro spikes on. And I went to turn around and I looked and I was like, there's no freaking way I'm going to be able to get off this. Now it's a go. And you got to be confident in yourself and courageous and brave and know that you're going to get to the other side uh, safe, right? Like believing in yourself, having that ultimate faith in self. And so it was that very last piece of energy that I had in myself of faith, of trust, of knowledge, as I'm crossing this very short, by the way, snow patch. And yet I just knew that it doesn't take much for you to slip and to, you know, ultimately, well, you know, don't even need to say it. And so as I am going across this and I'm reminding myself, Sarah, you have, you have more energy in you, grasp it, use it, focus, hyper-focus, awareness, 
take the steps in confidence. And so I did, and I got to the other side and I took this breath and I was like, okay, here I am. Like I made it, I did this, right? I'm good. And, uh, you know, I think that I know that when it comes to life, we so often will go to the, all of the things that could happen that are negative and what we really need to be hyper-focused on and aware of, and really pay attention to are the things that go right right? When we are taking those steps in confidence and in bravery and know that you can be that hyper-focused, you can, and even when you are, and when you feel like you don't have any more energy, any more, anything to get to that goal, to get to that space, right? That you want to get to, there is still more there and tap into it because that little bit is what you will need to experience the success that you deserve. So those are the three biggest learnings that I had during this time. Uh, when it came to like pushing myself up against the barrier and really understanding my own limitations and that, you know, you're limitless, like quite frankly, I believe, like I really believe that we are limitless and we put these damn limitations on ourselves that I, why the hell we do this? I, the expectations that have been put on us in society and the limitations that we have put on us and the, well, you have to do it this way because everybody else has done it that way. Screw that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm turning 50. I've turned 50. I've turned 50. So I can honestly now say, screw that. Go do it your way because your way is the way that is meant to be done. And uh, I hope that this has helped you. I will be sharing so many more learnings along the way. Go into my Instagram page and pay attention to pay it. Well, pay attention or don't um, watch the stories and look at the uh, different um, the different posts that I'm going to be putting up there every Tuesday. Remember, we are doing a do the difficult. And so do the difficult every single week, do something new every single week that is difficult for you. And I promise you, I promise you that as you do that, you're building this foundation of knowledge of this beautiful foundation of what you never imagined possible. And then all of a sudden, at some point, you're on your own peak looking down and going, holy shit, look at how far that I've come to because I've done the difficult too. And so every single Tuesday, go in, pay attention to the post, put in there, what is the difficult thing that you're going to do this week? Keep it simple. Like it doesn't have to be hard. Have a conversation with somebody. You know, if, if, um, it's difficult for you to make a new meal, then go make a new meal that week. If it's difficult for you just simply to, uh, I don't know, like learn how to knit. By the way, I learned how to knit at one time. Go do the difficult and watch yourself grow too, because it's pretty damn rad. And so go into my Instagram page, pay attention to that. Again, subscribe to my newsletter, sarahsholtoncrans.com, because I'm going to be sharing a lot more learnings in there. Uh, I am on LinkedIn a lot more. If you're looking for a speaker on belonging, resilience, leadership, listen, I got some stories to share. And I'm doing this, I'm actually writing a new uh, speaking engagement right now that I'm super stoked to take um, to a human resources group out in Pittsburgh the end of this month. And so if you are looking for the same, please message me and I would love to bring it to you as well. Belonging is something that is really something that we need to be tapping a lot more into and belonging with self first, right? And uh, how do we do that? And then allowing ourselves to belong to the teams, to the to the world, to this community, to in creating a better world for our, not only ourselves, but for those people that are going to be walking this journey behind us as well. With that, have a wonderful day. I love each and every one of you. Give yourself a huge hug right now because I'm hugging you too. And uh, just know that you are worthy. You are beautiful. 
I believe in you always and go do the difficult yourself because that's why we're here. I love you. Thank you for listening to the Live Boldly podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm grateful to have you here. I believe in you. I believe in us and always will. Life can get hard, but I promise you on the other side, it's glorious. I'd love to invite you over to sarahsholtenkranz.com to receive five free meditations recorded by me or download your free guide on how nature is your perfect healing therapy. My site has many free resources to guide you on your life journey, many that I used myself while on my road from victim to thriver. And also, please, I ask that you share my podcast with those who may need inspiration, information, or who need to hear from others going through where they are right now. To grow this podcast, please leave an iTunes review and subscribe. Go find it on other platforms such as iHeartRadio, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please also go to my Instagram or Facebook page, leave a message in my comments, and tell me what you think of this episode. Please share in your stories and tag me. I'd love to reshare and celebrate your healing journey. I love hearing from each one of you. Let's keep the ripple going. It begins with each one of us. I love you and have a great day. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.